Good evening, Darklings Worldwide. It is the end of our year, our final Paranormal 60 News of 2023, and we're glad you're here to join us. We've got weird conversations to be had, and we want you to join in on all the fun. So stay tuned, because this is the Paranormal 60 News. friends thank you so much for joining us here this evening we are set to have a good time reminisce about the past year examine where we are in the world of ufology cryptozoology spook inspectorology i'm not sure if that's really a thing or not but we want to have these discussions with you we'll be watching the live chat well at least we know chachi will and he'll be throwing up questions and hopefully keeping us on task during this conversation, but he is a little bit like a squirrel. Something shiny might distract him from the actual topic and just have him veer off and careen. How do I know that? Because, look, he's drinking already and polishing off his first glass before we've begun the show. Happy New Year, sweet Dave. <laughs> God, you're slurring in the first sentence you speak. It is almost New Year's. Oh, you're like four days, five days away. Haven't you're you ever heard of party gaming, Dave? Is this it? Your your tailgate and the liver getting it ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm excited right. about tonight's topics. Me too. Chachi is here, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, the tea that we all love to sip from. Sweet tea is here. Ugh. Hey guys. That, that sounded a lot filthier than I meant it to be. And I wasn't not, listening. It's fine. From the, oh, good. Well, you and half our audience but thank you for being here with us this evening no, sweetie. thank you all right thank ladies you. and gentlemen is there i don't mean to interrupt yep. you. that is quite the uh chalice yeah oh, uh, oh one of my favorite vintage barwares from i don't know was it clovers i don't know uh yeah sweetie what are we going to talk about on the show tonight i figured we could talk about cocktails all night are we good with that i know that topic well ladies and gentlemen greg I, uh, Greg, if I didn't take that half a second to jump in and bring you aboard, it wasn't going to happen today. So. I appreciate that. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here now. I'm here. All right. It is the new year we are preparing for. I am bringing it in with some Jameson ginger, a beautiful bottle of Jameson sent to me from Scotchy himself. Thank you for that, Scotchy. I appreciate it. Mm -mm -mm. What have you got this evening for us, Scotchy? Are you finishing off the new advent calendar for 2024? Dave, I have the last three days of my advent calendar. Okay. I already finished one. I apologize. So you got three days up? of advent left. Yeah. What three else days. do you have? You're going to need more, right? You are absolutely right, sweetie. This is for the first 15 minutes of the show. Okay. That's what I thought. God. And uh, Gregory, what are you bringing to drink this evening? You know, Dave, um, I've been trying to whittle down these uh, 14 cases of Lone Star, Ooh, National cool. Beer, Texas, cool. and uh, I'm going to work on one of them. 
Sweet tea, what'd you bring to the party? Listen, you know what? Costco has a pineapple scotch. So I figured, uh, let's try it. And uh, the only recipe that's I could... The look, that's the look that I was waiting for. When you said pineapple scotch, did you see Scotchy's face? He goes... <laughs> Oh. That's that's valid. Uh, the only recipe I could find without bubbles or more booze was what I like to call, and I found it on TikTok, by the way, the mature encounter. It's got cucumber, lime, Gatorade, and that's pretty much it. That's, that mm. might be the of white trash drinks I've ever heard in my life. That sounds mm. something I uh, I expelled. Yeah, yeah, it's not week. great. I don't. I'm not enjoying it. Did you uh, now, folks? Show the beautiful chalice you're drinking from and the elixir of the gods that you've created today, sweet tea. It does oh. look refreshing and delightful. Correct. It is refreshing. Yes. Yeah. So you can now follow Sweet Tea at her links. We have those on today's program guide, and follow her over on the gram, as we kids like to call it. Mm-hmm. And oh, she's videos of her making these drinks so you'll be able to go check out the drinks after the show over on instagram and welcome to all of our instagram viewers all seven of you thank you for being here (laughs) incredible and remember (laughs) instagram only allows us to stream for one hour so you can always switch over to our youtube channel to watch the show in its entirety live so bear that in mind all right we gotta we gotta take a look back at this past year but i gotta be honest as i look around this impressive collection of reporters from around the world. And we've expanded a little bit from just the Texas realm all the way to Illinois with Sweet Tea. I got to tell you, it's been kind of a weird year to not have one of our, our original four be more a part of it. He had to step away to deal with the, the raging fires and destruction that took place in Hawaii so maybe maybe we can all just take a quick second and raise a glass to our friend, the Colonel. Colonel, wherever you are, we wish you well, and, well, we wish you were here. Colonel Belanger, Godspeed. What? <laughs> I heard, I heard true. He's, drinking, he's drinking a Maui beer? What I have am. You got Maui, Maui Brewing, big swell. Good mm. stuff. Look pretty, at you coming to celebrate. The wrap up of the year with us, the Colonel. This miss is three it. episodes I, in like I, three and a half like weeks, eight months. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Really, yeah, I, I couldn't pass it up. Obviously, we're going to talk. Uh, you know, various type of um, uh, paranormal um, yeah, yeah. annual. Yeah, great. Thanks. Well, you haven't talked to me, buddy. <laughs> and it was that was great. Have them here. Oh boy, we sure missed that. That didn't take long. Wow. Wow. Sorry, Colonel. You're back. Oh, man. Wow. That was the button that says Greg on it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how I bumped the Colonel button. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That didn't take long at all. No, not not at all. Not at all. Um, Welcome, all, one and all. And thank you for being here this evening. Listen, this last year has brought a lot of interesting news stories. A lot of different things, but I think I think we can all collectively agree one of the biggest news stories of the year was the congressional hearings about UAPs and UFOs. We certainly talked a lot about it as each one happened, as information was released, and I kind of you know I, I'm curious where you guys and gal are on this whole uh, disclosure sense because as the year is trailing off, 
do you feel like we've come away with more information? Do you feel like we've got any more insight into what's happening around us in the skies and under our waters? And Greg, since you're going to bring up your military background, let's just jump into you since you've got a military background. What do you think? Where are we right now with this? Is Should we still be excited or do you feel that the uh, do you feel we kind of got the runaround? We well, you know, Dave. I do. When He's I was in the guy. Navy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know yeah? too. Yeah. Good uh -huh. guy. Yeah. Ooh, you know, I was uh, it's out there looking for things in the sky. And mm -hmm. uh, was that when you yeah. were a seaman? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I do not <laughs> believe. Uh, yeah. I, I don't believe that. Uh, I think we're coming a little bit closer, but I don't think that's going to be doing anything. Push no? the button. No. I don't, uh, I, I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, Colonel, you're in the military. You're helping FEMA, yeah. which means uh, free extraterrestrials menace. You're, go, you're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I thought that's what it's good for. Uh, yeah. Aliens, UFO disclosure. Do you feel like we've actually broken through any kind of glass ceiling? Are we truly learning anything new? I think we broke through a lot uh, immediately upon the release of the interviews and the, and the film, and then it stopped. You don't hear that much about it anymore. Um, I've seen it in a few different type of documentaries that have come out recently. But other than that, I, I just haven't heard anything further on that. And uh, uh, I, thought, I thought I'd hear a lot more, but I just haven't. As a well, retired colonel, I mean, do you get briefings do you get uh uh acknowledgments of hey you know hey uh all of you former colonels and and very big wigs ufos are real Shh, keep it to yourself uh no yeah no, I, no unfortunately we don't get that type of information and i don't uh yeah i'm, I'm not uh involved in those types of discussions so uh no hmm. unfortunately you know not but um Dave, yeah, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Greg. Please. One of the interesting things is, uh, you know, when Congress started doing the uh, uh, open, more open records and assigning people to do these follow-ups, all of a sudden we started seeing all these balloons. Remember that? Right. Yeah, the balloons popped up everywhere, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, "Oh my God, look at all this stuff that's going on." Well, there was a reason for that. So radar operators turn their gain on their radar way down. There's no regulation or anything like that on how you look at your scope. So you, you keep your gain way down mm -hmm. and that clears out all of this, you know, the, uh, the naturally occurring ra rain squalls or flocks of birds or, you know, small little things that you normally wouldn't care about. And mm -hmm. you only see the stuff that's important. Okay. Well, when they change the law, all of a sudden, everything has to be disclosed, right? So the gain had to be turned way up. So all of a sudden they started seeing all these balloons that were there. Uh, now that we've gotten rid of the balloons, there's no more balloons because they're, they're tracking everything now. Um, it's just something kind of interesting. And all of a sudden it just got really quiet. We're not hearing much of anything new. Uh, I am watching Chachi devour <laughs> vials of whiskey while you speak. He's not even he's not even yeah. stumbling out words and Chachi's just straight down the chute. I'm hoovering. I'm hoovering. Yeah. Uh let's see. There may Deb, not be any more balloons, but there is some whiskey. 
Yep, Deb from Sack throwing Deb ten dollars our Sack. way, wishing us Deb all a happy New Year. Thank you, Deb from Sack. Yay! Yeah, yay, Deb. Joe, Joe Costa says, "Yeah, the Paranormal Sixty rules." Yes. No and rules. Jessica Davenport points out tonight. I agree. Greg is a human color. Wow. Close. Yes. Well, close. I got some. I, I noticed uh, that. Yeah, light. that is a very good observation. Yeah. Lynn, help yeah, me out the, with that. The uh, blueberry color is not. No, that maybe he was right. Maybe it is just the lights. We should stop worrying about his blood pressure and health. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. I. I love this. I'll just give Greg some time. There you go. <laughs> see, maybe you yeah. should read, read some uh, mail. See how we go with that. Yeah, yeah, email what he needs. We've got email. Yeah, we've got forty-two pages of emails. Oh, oh, email. No. Oh yeah. That. Start it up, man. Go for Watch. it. Go right for there. it. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed Monday's show with our our nod to uh, scary stories for. Christmas and and I did get a lot of great comments regarding the one of the final stories which involved the Paranormal 60 news crew all five of us uh as led by Golden Telly award winning international TV <laughs> sensation Dave Schrader um wow. but that was a funny wow oh, I like the ding that goes along with that is that some kind of whenever I say yeah, that doesn't say it again correct. Correct. you are correct angel gets his wings Holy yeah. cow, Lucky Gypsy 13. Thank you. Yeah, Lucky oh. Gypsy 13 with $49.99. Happy Gypsy. New Year's. 10 bucks oh, each. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, we got oh, 30 yeah. more people coming there, Lucky Gypsy. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring them in, Dave. Bring them in. Jessica Davenport said she enjoyed Monday's show. Thank you, Jessica. Oh, we've got somebody from Manchester. Dave Bancroft is staying up late with us in Yay, Manchester. Dave. In the uck, as I like to call it. No. Exactly. Hey, everyone go listen to Monday's show, and then somebody go pitch that to Adult Swim, the uh, Paranormal 60 story, because we need to have our own cartoon, is what I'm saying. Wow. Could you imagine mm. how many alcoholic uh, beverages would be poured for this? Donna C says, every time a bell rings, Scott, she gets a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That would be uh, that would go. be good. So um, let's get back to this uh, sweet tea, uh, mm -hmm. UFOs, UAPs, aliens. There was so much promise at the start of this year. Oh, Congressional gosh. hearings coming forward, whistleblowers. Uh -huh. Some got cold feet at the last minute, um, didn't come forward. Do you think there really were uh, guys that didn't, guys and gals that didn't come forward, or was that just uh, hyperbole? Were they just trying to pump up attention and get our attention to this? That's a tough call. I, I'd like to think that there were, but who knows anymore? Because it's all been trashed, basically, as of a story from last week. Everything was going so good. And yeah. then it was just like, nah, never mind. We were just kidding. Yeah. Oh, no, we're going to release all this information 25 years from now. We've got, and I don't know if you heard that, Colonel, but according to the uh, information in these releases and and in the bill that they're signing for the release if if they were to take a report today that the paranormal 60 news crew collectively saw a ufo we report the ufo they do the research on it they can take up to 25 years to release that information is that maybe that's just normal protocol for the for the military does it just take that long to get everybody to cross t's and dot i's wow 
Well, I don't know. I, 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 you know, you look at the uh, Kennedy assassination and how they're holding that type of information close hold, and who knows? You know, mm -hmm. I bet Greg knows. Greg, what do you think, sir? Good answer. That was a great answer, Colonel. I'm glad you. Uh, <laughs> very military esque of you like that. Yeah, very, very, yeah. Uh, on I top was losing of it. steam. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hold with you there, Colonel. We we we're holding this line. Um, I right. think they're all full of crap. <laughs> Let's just yeah. keep going around the circle. Sweet tea, what Let's, do you think? We'll go on that's what we're working on, Scotchy. Uh, that that brings it back to you. Uh, are you excited about the disclosure and all that has happened? Um, should we just take these baby steps as they come and be excited for that, or? Is this a distraction to maybe something bigger that was going on? Were we being shown the smoke while the mirrors were reflecting something over here? I look at it, there are two things. One, mm -hmm. I think they were placating us, right? Yep. Everybody's wanted to hear something. And so it's like, okay, we'll put something out there. We won't really put anything, but we'll put something. Let me look in the dictionary. What was that word? <laughs> Placating, Dave. Oh, I thought you meant something. That's a double word score in Scrabble. That was like play, like they're playing, they're playing and Kate. Yeah, they're playing with Kate. So that you think they were just placating us, but yeah. But part two, yeah, I think it was a diversionary tactic. If I remember correctly, that was about the time of the beginning, more or less, of the war in Ukraine. Right? It was getting rough. Aren't we about a year and a half into the war in Ukraine? Yeah. Hey, Scotch goes on a different timeline. <laughs> no, you are. That's true. A yeah. Scotch time goes on a whiskey timeline. Mm. Mm. But I, I just, I just believe that it was placation. Mm -hmm. Like I took placating and make it into another word, placation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Smoke. Thank you. That's to music, it, that's by the way. music says placation. Appeasing us. Thank you for that. Uh, Tammy Lynn, that's my thoughts, yeah, Dave. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. That's where I'm at, Tammy. I'm pretty sure it's more like claymation ah. than placation. Yeah. Just another guy says, when did Chachi yeah, earn his English hood? Is that right? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh -huh. yeah. So let me Good. turn it around, Dave. You've heard from all of us great mm -hmm. thinkers of our time. Mm -hmm. What do you believe? You know, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I've got a bad mindset today. I'm having a, I'm having one of those days where I'm starting to question everything that I thought I was starting to feel comfortable with. And I was excited with the concept that we were at a point that the government was looking at us as now maybe tweens or teenagers, and they were starting to trust us with a little bit more knowledge. And we had, we had, you know, moved up from being the children that they always have to placate. You're welcome. Nice. Wow. You know, when you have other kids wow, over, I like you, how you work placate. that in there. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, wow. hashtag placate. Um, <laughs> I so that I, I'm starting to feel like I don't think they're taking it seriously. I think it is a diversionary tactic. I think obviously, I think they know more. I think they're well aware of what's going on, and this is all just uh, shenanigans to that. They don't care. And they don't care that that we demand. We can shake our fists in righteous in indignation, and we can be angry, and they just don't care. Listen, they won't give us a livable minimum wage. They do not care about UFOs and if we want to know about them. They don't care about us. Sweet tea, let me just say, yes. everybody gets a livable wage. It all depends how you want to live. 
Okay. You live off of seven dollars and forty five cents an hour and wow. see how much you live. Okay. Sixty hours a week, seventy hours a week. Mm -hmm. you know, seven twenty five. Okay. Doable. Okay. So, so Dave, I saw seventy hours a week this week came out and said he's got information about aliens that he's getting ready to release. What do you think about that? Who said that? What? what? Oh. This is it. Tucker Carlson is a dumbass. Uh -huh. uh, Ruben, a dumbass who, who jumps on whatever bandwagon wow. he thinks is going to bring him and his stupid bow tie uh, attention. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan. Well, I used to think it was interesting when, when Tucker Carlson would stand up and, and seem to be fighting for this information, but I think he's just, he's already admitted he's just an entertainer and he's always going with the wave. So I'm not impressed by Tucker Carlson. Do I think he has any information? Yeah. But from who a stripper? I don't know. Uh, not something wrong with being the dancer. The name oh. of the band was Striper actually, Dave. Oh, Striper. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. what I meant. Did he get it from the band Striper? I don't know. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Yeah, no, right Cosmic yeah. Joe Chronicles says, being an abductee in 1970, a manipulation all my life, I have the skin to prove that I was experimented on. All right, Cosmic Joe, let's get you on the show. Email me, Dave at Paranormal60. Mm -hmm. There you go. Let's talk, and I want to see your skin, Joe. I don't say that to many careful, men. Careful, careful, careful. He does, too. Face purple crying. There we go. Um, <laughs> I agree, Dave, about... Carlson oh, being a puppet. You said that to me uh, the other day, Dave. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm a paranormal show. Are you a friend of Tucker Carlson's? Why are you taking it personally? <laughs> hey, Fred from Albania. Um, that's upstate New York, right? Yes. Yeah, that's no, that's wait, no, that's Albany. Two, two totally different places. I don't uh I don't want to yeah. sound like a detractor on this. I just I believe there are oh, UFOs. I believe that they are from other places that are not of our planet. And I believe that there are different races of beings. And I don't know if they're from out of outer space. I don't know if they've always been here and they're just hidden in our core and under our seas or coming from interdimensional places. But I do believe that they exist, that there are these beings that are not normalized by our society. We don't know that we don't know them. We don't see them on the regular. So I do believe all that. I, I, like I said, I wanted to believe that our government saw us as the tweens and, and maybe even a teen and that they were starting to trust us with the house key for the weekend when they went off with their secretary to do some research. And now I'm just starting to think uh, they are not going to ever give us the real information and they're going to just keep feeding us the pablum. And, uh, and then when something big happens, they're going to distract us with a new war. When when aliens do land on the 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 lawn, they're going to say it was propaganda from Putin. Yep, Putin on the hits. That's what he'll be doing. Wow! So did we have a show well, earlier this year? Since this is a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colonel just got that. Give uh, that was a good one. Up. I like that. He's <laughs> got that. There's that that time discrepancy between here He's and seven hours ahead of us or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we, we talked earlier this year about. Um, beings living yep. underwater in the water right and i just wondering, do you believe that they came from space into our our water or do you think they're actual beings that are originating from the water oh good question uh, maybe a little bit of both maybe the fact was that they were land dwellers but uh we know for a fact that the world has seen at least one if not two major floods that did 
circle the globe. Every religion believes in it. And we're finding, uh, we're finding, and, and this is interesting too, I'll throw this out there. We're finding fish fossils at the top of like very insanely high mountains. Now to me, that's impressive. Or was it once underwater and then through volcanic action, push those mountains up. So that's why we're finding fossils up there that seem to be uh, coming from the sea. Um, I'm not sure. I, I wasn't here for that. I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. And hmm. so it very well could be the land got volatile and uh, dinosaurs reigned and, and there were things. I mean, we know that dolphins were once land-dwelling creatures that were forced to adapt and move to the water. That might be the same thing with these beings that were a little bit more higher on the evolutionary charts and that they have always been here. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Thoughts I believe they uh, came from outer space Indeed. and they're in the water. Uh, Greg, say that again. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they, uh, at least some of them came from outer space and they came, you know, they went into the water. It's the best way to, to hide and to do whatever you need to take care of. You can, sure. if you can go that far to get here, uh, dealing with uh, Boyle's Law is not a big deal. Have there been any books written about that? That's right. Boyle's you guys are well read. I think any books about think on one needs to be when written. Yeah, the colonel's working on that now. Fiction 6 says, I believe the Greys are time travelers, that our future generations through adaptation that they're coming back to watch how we all screwed it up. I've been saying that for a long time. I Me do too. believe that some UFOs are time travelers that are coming back to see how history is actually playing out instead of just taking the word of the winner. So that would it's be like I, tourism. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Wow. Dave, Dave, didn't you say one time that you thought that um, aliens are actually us like millions of years in the future and they're coming back to see basically what you just said? <laughs> you just said no, that. never, never said any of that. <laughs> <laughs> that delay is really bad in Hawaii, isn't it? <laughs> what are you drinking it tonight, is, Kurt? It is. He's he's working right now. Why did I just did my just voice had... just go into Barney and fight? <laughs> what are you drinking there, Colonel? I know, really. Uh, I don't know. Um, yes, I've said that once or twice, Colonel. <laughs> the night, as a matter of fact. Well, holding that back on you. What what chachi? You look like you had something to add to this, Chachi. Me? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh, this is a good show so yeah, far. Thanks, I know that. Thanks for being hey, here. Buddy. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, what? that's what uh, you forget. No, I have no. control. Hold on. I'll get yeah. myself back. In here. Uh, <laughs> you, no, that is one that this this year I've really given a lot of thought to. Is what do we have in our oceans? Right. There are so little exploration going on in the oceans, and when they do explore, I mean, it seems like every time they come back with some crazy being fish thing that they've found every time they go down to a new depth or a new area. So I'm just wondering what, what is down there? What if those Let's are like check. aliens pets and we keep pulling them up and they're like <laughs> fishes. Where's Barney? What happened to Barney? Go up there and check Larry. And then they come up here and they're looking for their stupid laser. Larry. And they're mad. There. So they probe us. Yeah. What? Right? You would think what? Aquaman would share that with us. Did the colonel just get all right? There he is. I thought the colonel just got abducted. Yeah, I'm there. back. He literally just walked off the show. No, my, my, <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this show. No, actually, my my, uh, my colon my electric my colon? cord is not working. I don't know. Oh. No, not oh. that, but my cord as opposed to my oh. colon. 
Hopefully both continue to work. Um, all right. So yeah. let's, let's turn the, the topic around a little bit then. Um, and when we come back from the break, uh, how about the, the concept of cryptids of these mysterious beings from Nessie to Bigfoot to Chupacabra to the Mothman? Are we any closer to really understanding what's going on out there? Stay tuned. We've got more to discuss. You're tuned into the very best in paranormal programming. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. In winter's grasp, a chilling tale unfolds. Wanted Magazine's Issue 40, Secrets to be Told. Al Capone's ghost, in shadows it creeps. A spectral mobster, where darkness seeps. Fourteen signs of a poltergeist's might. Haunting whispers in the silent night. Pascagoula UFO, fifty years gone by. A cosmic encounter... Reaching the sky, a ghost train of Tate Bridge echoes in the mist, a phantom journey where souls exist. Wanted Magazine issue 40 is out now, available from selected outlets and bit.ly forward slash haunted magazine. Don't be normal, be paranormal. Make sure to support all the great advertisers that support this program. Let me be clear, my friends. Love and Lotus Tarot, that is tarot reading. We're not selling decks of tarot cards. I've been getting strange emails asking me why they can't find the decks of tarot cards to purchase on our site. No, no, no. Love and Lotus Tarot is 
the brand that is run by Winnie Schrader. If you would like a tarot reading, you would like insights from the other side, then go ahead and book your reading now. Some of the most affordable readings you'll ever see. You can go check it out by visiting paranormal60.com. That's paranormal60.com. Click on the Love and Lotus tab at the top of the page. You'll find out how you can book a reading with Winnie Schrader. I don't know. Maybe she'll sell you the deck after she's done doing a reading. That's between you and her. If you're watching the video, go ahead and scan the QRC code right here on the front. You'll be able to find more information or just go to paranormal60.com. The other side is waiting to speak. Isn't it time you listen? Love and Lotus Tarot. All right, before we go any further, there are some of you that are tuning in tonight that might not have been here Monday night. And since we are talking about the year in review, I do want to make just one more very brief message uh, here because on December 21st, we lost a, a radio icon. And if you are a fan of Coast to Coast AM, as I am, Ian Punnett, the original hand-selected fill-in host by Art Bell, Ian Punnett passed away December 21st after a short bout with uh, an illness. It was sad and tragic, but I am so thankful that in my lifetime, our orbits crossed and that he was able to become a friend of mine and shine his light in my life. You will be missed, Ian Punnett. Thank you so much for all that you brought to the world. Your insight, wisdom, and humor will be greatly missed. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way because on this esteemed panel, there is at least one other gentleman that knows Ian Punnett and has had a chance to be interviewed by Ian Punnett. Greg Lawson. Boy, that news was like a punch in the gut, wasn't it? Yeah, man. You you sent me that. I, wow. I hadn't seen mm. anything yet. You, you sent me that. And, uh, you know, you introduced me to him. Um, and uh, I, I did one show with him. And then I want to say two or three times, uh, you know, I'd get a call like a couple of hours. And it would be his producer saying, Hey, Ian wants you on the show. Uh, wants to talk to you about whatever, you know, it was. And, uh, it was really cool to be for you, for you to introduce me to him and for him to, you know, call on me like that when he, when he wanted specific things, uh, it was a real blessing. And, uh, last time I was on the show, it was hilarious. He didn't read off my bio. He just made up a bunch of stuff and it was pretty <laughs> funny. It was pretty funny. That's kind I, of the same I, thing you've done, Greg. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done so many things. He was like, "Yeah, you know, uh, he played twenty-one with Michael Jordan, you know, and beat him, and and got a you know Grammy and for this, he just he he went on for like three or four minutes of stuff. This amazing life that I've lived. That is amazing, uh, Ian Punnett, and the world of coast to coast. Hmm. Uh, it will never be the same without him." and his weekend visits on the show. It was uh, Ian Punnett that stepped away that gave me the opportunity to fill in for five, five and a half years. And I'd reached out to him telling him that I had this opportunity to take over Art Bell's final show, Midnight in the Desert. And I said, if I do this, um, I'm no longer welcome on Coast to Coast AM. And he said, why is that? And I said, because of this uh, silly feud that uh, has taken place between Coast to Coast and Art Bell, and they're not going to let it go, even though Art's dead. I offered to change the time of the show so that it wouldn't interfere or compete. It would be a good lead-in. And, you know, for whatever reasons, uh, I was uh, dismissed. And um, at that time, 
he stepped back in and uh, filled that hole that I left again. I filled it when he took off and I thought it was beautiful that if anybody was going to come back in at that point, it would be Ian. And although I had wished that we could always work together on coast to coast, uh, we were all, we were going in through the outdoor every time the other one was coming in as well. So I didn't get a chance to actually broadcast alongside him, but we are both part of that brotherhood and sisterhood of coast to coast. And that's good enough for me. We love you, Ian. and We'll miss you, buddy. Yeah. Dave, I, I didn't know him um, other than through the show. You know, didn't know him like you and Greg did, but we've been reading a lot of things that people had to say about him. Obviously, very, very well loved. I was going to say liked, but really loved. A lot of great things um, said about him. I was just wondering, did, did he have a family? Yeah, wife and two children. Uh, his his wife, Marjorie, he did uh, radio here in the Twin Cities on My Talk 107 for, I think, eight or nine years. They did a, a radio show together, Ian and Marjorie, and they really kind of were uh, the cornerstone of that new fledgling network when it launched. And uh, they brought a lot of listeners in. They were awesome to listen to. And strangely enough, his last broadcast on my talk was on December 21st, 2011. And he signed off for the final time from our planet on December 21st, 2023. So also kind of apropos. Um, I mean, it's way too soon. He's only 63 years old. Um, I'm glad that he didn't suffer long with what he was dealing with. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to find the, the positives uh, of his passing, which there are very few. But just thankful for the opportunity that um, we got to cross. Man, he, he right. did great things, though, Dave. He, he, yeah. he, he entertained a lot of people. He did really good uh, uh, research, and, and he, was a, he was a good dude. You know, he's yeah. a, he was a, a, a Lutheran deacon. Or Episcopal deacon, I think. God, I think it was Episcopal. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just a sweetheart of a man. What you heard on the radio is exactly who he was. He was hard edge when he needed to be, but soft and funny and jovial and sweet all the rest of the time. And I'm sure he'd be interested in this conversation as well. As we went to the commercial break, I brought up the fact of where are we with cryptids now? And Sweetie, yeah. I know you're a cryptid fan. What do you think? Uh, where are we in the world of research? In, in the field of cryptozoology. I don't know. I feel like every time we learn anything new, it's it gets dismissed or it gets pushed back or whatever. Like we had a really great radar uh, visual of uh, Champy, the Lake Champlain monster. And it was gorgeous. It was so clear. Nobody talked about it. Uh, and now Loch Ness is algae. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well... You know, I mean, that's the point. As we go along further in this journey and our equipment and technology becomes more advanced, we're able to find and see things more clearly. Now, was there any follow-up to Champy and what that that uh, radar ping proved right. to be? It looked very clear. It looked like it looked like what you would think the Loch Ness monster looks like. Haven't heard any follow-up, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. I just didn't see it. All right. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. I just, <laughs> uh, Greg, what about you? Uh, having yeah. been in the Navy, sea serpents, Bigfoot, monsters. I know you've researched all of the above and have actually been boots on the ground in Alaska seeking the, the history and mysteries behind some of these uh, alleged Bigfoot sightings. This is true, Dave. Um, you know, the 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 really interesting thing right now is in vernal uh with phenomicon mm -hmm. um the, the folks that are 
the the folks that are putting that show together are, are getting PhDs and very accredited people to come in. Um, and you know, all the, you know, typically when you go to a paranormal show or, or a paranormal convention, the talks are 30 minutes to 45 minutes. That's it. Uh, these talks are an hour and a half long present, like college level presentation of the, their research that they're doing, their data that they're, they're putting forward. Uh, and I mean, we're getting a lot of, uh, uh professors from colleges there and Dr. Mayor, you, you sit there and listen to her. And you go, so a population of 500 big feet could be in the United States and we would never see them, you know? I mean, when you're talking to real scientists doing this stuff and they're saying, hey, these things happen. And and she's more credited than anybody since she's found, what, two primates that no one has ever seen before? Or or at least it hasn't been, you know, they hadn't been categorized. Uh, so she's the real deal. And when, when, when she speaks, you probably need to zip it and listen to what she had to say. Scotchy cryptozoology. I know this isn't necessarily one of your, uh, favorite topics, but have you put any thought into, uh, the concept of these mythical, mystical being? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Another drink. Sorry. <laughs> Another right drink. Time. I don't know who's doing that, but I appreciate it. Um, I, I have actually, Dave, right? So uh, Mrs. Chachi, which many of you have uh, seen on, on Dave's show, um, <clears throat> she has got, there she is, written a couple books, far smarter person than I am. Um, but Mrs. Chachi has talked to me a lot about um, she, her love of fairies and how the intersection of fairies and cryptids may actually take place. Um, and I'll be the first to say, I was like, what the, you know, what is she talking about? And then mm-hmm. as I listened, as I opened my mind, as I've said for years to Dave now, right? My mind was closed 15 years ago before I met Dave Schrader. Uh, and as I've opened my mind and, and thought about these things, it makes a lot of sense. What is Donna C saying? Donna C says, it doesn't sound impossible for the Bigfoot population not being seen. There's rumor of a new possible Megalodon that is still living. You guys check out Loki Trouts. Yeah, Happy New Year's today. Whoa, Loki. Loki. Loki making a $100 donation to the cause. Thank you so much, Loki. We appreciate that. That's awesome. Yay, Loki. Now, Donna, I know that there was recent discovery of a large uh, Mosasaurus-type creature. Um, I haven't heard about the Megalodon. Now, I know there was a documentary that was made a few years ago that they are now referring to as a mock doc. It was done in the form of a documentary, and it was talking about the plausibility of this giant shark still existing. And then there were two non-documentaries made called The Meg, and uh, those were movies that were meant for entertainment yeah. purposes. But I haven't heard about them actually seeing or encountering a megalodon. Of course, there is a concept that it could be living very low in our oceans. Uh, I would think that would be harder because the pressure would be so heavy for a beast that large. Greg, you're uh, an undersea diver. Do you think that a megalodon could live comfortably i mean i know animals adapt and creatures adapt but do you think something that massive in size and scope could live that 
deep in the ocean that it would be in its own little life cycle down there. Yeah, microphones on. That'll help most conversations go much better. You, you wouldn't think that squid would live that deep, but that's what they do. They go. Listen, Yoda, don't talk to me in riddles. I just need a yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> the button day. Yes. The button. Yeah. No, no. There's nothing to eat down there. They have to come up to eat stuff, and then they'll. What go do you mean? Back there's down. nothing to eat. There's lots of there's other nothing. animals that live down there. Yeah, not enough for megalodon. No, uh, well, well, squid in the octopus. Wow. wow, the squid and the octopus, the way they're even able to fold themselves into small compartments seems to me that they're freaks of nature and and are obviously alien species living amongst us. That seems like a different being than something like a megalodon, which seems to have a much girthier uh, existence than these giant octopus and squid. Yeah. Hold on, write that down. Girthier. Okay. Girthier. Yeah. That's the time to use no. Popeyes. You know. Is that it? Nobody <laughs> has anything time. to fill in with it. Um, so so the question was, Greg, do you think aside food aside, could something that huge live that deep in our oceans? Sure, our like you like you said, you, these things adapt to to their depth. The way a megalodon, the way a megalodon looks, it doesn't look like it would be very, very, very deep. Um, and and like I said, um, there's not a lot of big stuff. You think about how big, let's say it's a forty thousand uh, pound megalodon. Let's say that's a lot of food that you have to ingest. So it's going to have to come up to where the food is. Um, I don't know. I, I could say, I mean, we, we all agree that, that it could be there, right? Because I we don't, know, don't see I most of the, well, we don't see most of the ocean. Yeah. So we don't know where. Kevin Morales with the first reality check comment of the night. Dave, aren't all animals in the world just mythic to you considering you don't go outside? <laughs> That's Dave does not enjoy the out of doors. Good point. So dirty and pointy and biting. There's somebody that knows you, Dave. No, he doesn't. Yeah. I know. All right. So, uh, so giant sea creatures, the concept, I will tell you the romanticized concept of Nessie to me has faded. I believe that it is nothing more now than a draw. Could there have been something at one time? Sure. I firmly believe that at one point there could have been a creature that was able to live. I always consider Loch Ness. And I don't know if you felt the same way, uh, Greg and Chachi, when we went out there, um, Hearing about Loch Ness on TV, seeing the pictures of the, I always got the concept that the lock was a lot smaller than it was until you go visit and see how extensive Loch Ness is and how deep it goes. What they right. say that like you could fit the, the empire state building into the Loch Ness and it would still be submerged by an amazing amount of water. Wow. I, this yes. is new information for me. What? Yes. It's yes. True. Our team is going to submerge the yeah, empire. Me too. I didn't know it was that deep. Yeah. It's, it's super deep water. What, what date is that? Maybe it's I, not that I could have sworn they said something like that, that they, uh, that they put it in there uh, or not, they put it in there, but they, they, they were comparing it to like a, a tall skyscraper could fit into the lock, lock in its deepest points and wouldn't be seen. So well, the deepest part. Hmm. Yes. It's around 700 feet, eh? 88 feet. Yeah, I was going to say 700, I remember. What was it, Chachi? I couldn't hear it because Greg was talking over you. What? 
Well, Dave was in the Greg was in the military, he was in the Navy, and it was yeah. 788 feet. Wow, very good. So seven, I'll so he'll say seven I'll take that. 78 stories, right? Yeah. Okay. So pretty deep. That seems pretty deep to me. But once you get there, you could see the scope of this thing and go, mm -hmm. oh, I could see something living in here. But again, then then comes the problem of food chain and food supply. How could this creature so massive and big survive in this water that doesn't have that much? Uh, I mean, there's plankton-y stuff, there's algae stuff, there's some fish, but you'd think something that massive would have cleared that lock. Yeah, but do we even know that it's that massive? We don't, I mean, it's all- According to his press release, uh, it, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he has his own PR guy now. I don't know if you've read any cool, of the articles. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. His uh, name is L. Nestor. Oh. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, they, they said it's quite long, but is it big enough? And now they've done all these water swabs where they've gone in and taken it, which I think is fascinating, too, that they could do like these drags and dredges in parts of Loch Ness, take that water sample back and tell you just about every kind of being that exists in the lock simply from that chunk of water that they were able to assess. But what yeah, if there's EDNA. DNA that they don't know what it is and they're just, oh, oh, it's algae. It's fine. It's algae. It's fine. And that, well, could be, apparently I picked a good sore point. subject. Good point. <laughs> no, I just, I just hate it. I don't want it to be algae. Yeah, you hit a nerve. <laughs> yeah, the water horse is real. Don't worry. You hit a nerve, Thank Dave. you. Uh, is that a spell? <laughs> you should have another drink, Chachi. Oh. Oh. What? Yeah. This is 22 and a half miles long. Yeah. Think about that. Okay. No, 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 you can't do it all. Oh, video. No. Not on oh, not on the show. All right. Very confusing. So again, <laughs> when it's weird to me that the best footage of Bigfoot was shot 56 years ago, and I haven't seen anything as compelling since. There's cameras everywhere. There are fleeting bits of footage that don't look great. What are you talking um, about? There's been so many photos this year. There's like two that were taken on the same day by two separate people that were like, hey, I took this picture and it's like a five-year-old or something. And then an adult woman across the way was like, hey, well, I took that same picture. trust a woman or a five-year-old? Am I right, guys? Hey. No. Oh. I didn't say Oh, that. look at the time. I got to head out. Uh, <laughs> see you guys next yeah, time that. to go. Whoa, look at the time. <laughs> so late. No, I'm kidding, of course, uh, about the children. But um, <laughs> how do you, how, you know, all right. See, now that's a story I'm not even familiar with. And we've reported a lot of news stories this year. Ch uh, Scotchy is. apparently is pulling up and to call you out on this sweet tea. What if, What did you find for us, Scotchy? October 18th. Yes. 2023. Mm -hmm. There's a photograph mm -hmm. uh, with a video in mm -hmm. Colorado. That's not in Scotland. Not Wait, where's Loch Ness? What are we talking about? I don't know. Bigfoot sweet tea. What the? Wait, what? I looked I up Did we move on and I totally missed it? Yes, you're the mm. one that just said they took Bigfoot pictures from like five no. years away. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ness. What? Yeah. Oh. Anyways. Good God. Yes. 
Hey, thank thank you. Oh, five year olds, no more females. All right, got it. Oh, wow. Your show, your show, Dave. Not me. Wow. Your show, Dave. I'm sorry. It was just a connectivity issue. Wow. <laughs> you know, I got to go. Oh, sweet tea. I was going to put you the Wi-Fi. Anyways, two people, two people, same day in Colorado, have video of Bigfoot. Was it on a train? Really? Is that the train video that we've already? Talked mm -hmm. about on the show. And Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a child's wow. train. Oh, really? What's that? Oh, Scotchy, I understand why you looked that up because we were talking Bigfoot and Sweetie's like, what do you mean there's no photographs of it? Two people took a picture of it from five yards away. One was a five-year-old, one was a woman. And then I'm, I joke, and I'm like, you can't trust women. And then she <laughs> makes the point by going, oh, we're talking about Bigfoot now? I, You know what? I'm not, I haven't even, oh, God. Don't use those words. JR you know what? Says, yeah. Cuckoo. I think that's what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, we all saw it. We all, we yeah, all dissected like it at great length. I like that footage of the Bigfoot. But aside from that, I, and now I'm so confused by that because there was a group that said, no, it was a Bigfoot hunting group that takes you out in that area. It was a guy dressed like Bigfoot that did that. And then we couldn't find any information about that. And then I guess they released a video saying, no, it definitely wasn't us. And then the guy puts his feet up on his desk and they're two big, big foot socks or something. Well, I don't of course, know. Because wow. it's great PR for him regardless. Sure. Huh. So what, they have these like Bigfoot safari trains that you rent and you, you they guarantee yes. you're going to see a Bigfoot. And then you shoot wow. them and get to keep them on the dining car, Marty. It's an amazing world. Kevin Morales wow. says, in all honesty, there's better pictures of dire wolves and werewolves than there are of Bigfoot. He ain't wrong. He's he right. Wrong. Yeah. He ain't so, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Cosmic yeah. Joe says, is the cannabis kicking in for sweet tea? I read that. I wasn't going to post it, Dave. <laughs> I will. I think it's only fair. Uh, uh, all right. Hey, so, cryptids, we can all say. Time here, Dave, right? Dave. I, I gotta I gotta move the show forward, Dave. I gotta move the show forward. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Scotchy. So, so listen, as you think about the year interview, Dave. Uh-huh. I was doing a ton of research because that's what I'm known for, right? Uh-huh. Is recent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And drinking. I'm gonna turn my mic off and sit back and, and soak in the knowledge. I want you guys to soak in what I'm about to share with you. What percentage of Americans, as of a 2023 study, Believe in some sort of ghosts or paranormal? 72. A lot. 73. I'm going to go 65. Colonel? I'm going to go $1. $1. <laughs> well, listen, this is what's weird. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The same place did two studies. The paranormal study said 50% of people believe in the paranormal. Okay. 20% believe they actually have seen evidence of the paranormal. 7% believe in vampires. Yet 69% watch 69 pornography. Watch, watch pornography. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Listen. If you triangulate all that data, which is what I spent the day doing, uh, I, I believe 
I'm sorry, Dave, say it again. I said, boy, I can't wait to read the emails. Go ahead. That's why it's the Dave Schrader show. Mm -hmm. But what That's I found right. interesting Dave was, Schrader. Mm -hmm. What I found interesting was equal number, men and women, believe mm. wow. in ghosts and paranormal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yet far fewer mm -hmm. women watch pornography than men. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Very, what? very strange. I don't believe that. That seems paranormal. Go. I know somebody who watches much more than I have ever watched. Sweetie, tell us about it. Can we can we move well, on? Well, I mean, it's a, a site that everyone knows about, so I don't think I need to like go into details. All right, yeah. let's go to ghosts as we wrap up tonight. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate uh, moving you on. You know, mm -hmm. to me is as we talk about ghosts and the, that aspect of the supernatural. Let's let's even lump in. Um, you know, ghosts, uh, uh, otherworldly visitors, things that go bump in the night, whether it's shadow people or, or beings like that. Um, it's a little weird to me that we are this far along and the technology is advanced as much as it has. And we haven't, we haven't captured the kind of detailed experience that has excited science. I, I was so proud of the Holzer files and oh, I know glory days. I can hear Chachi singing it in his head as I speak, but uh, I was so proud of the Holzer files and the fact that there were, I think four or five episodes where I was really excited about the visual evidence that we captured and people that tuned into that show as I live tweeted and watched with them. And we revealed some of the most startling, I think beautiful and vivid footage and they were more focused on the v8 ring i was wearing and i had more comments about that and i was like uh, what so i don't know if people just kind of are into the paranormal for just the weird sake of it for the emo i'm a dark soul look at how creepy i am or are they really in it for the exploration and the uh collection of data and evidence and information because when i when we do a reveal of something of that magnitude where we capture something so beautifully filmed and the response is more about the ring I'm wearing or the, uh, the, the, the kimono that Cindy has on on that episode, it, I found it very disheartening. Of course. I think that people are like, give me some spooky stuff. Uh, I don't need to see the details, just like entertain me. They don't care about the details. They they just want to know, they just want a story. I, overall, it's the people that are really interested that make that content, that make, that do the investigations that are really into the details. The general audience, they just want to be entertained. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot, a lot of people that uh, will watch some of those shows for the, the fact that they know that they can't do that. They have regular jobs that they're working, and so they're watching. And, it, and it's much like uh, the way electing somebody should work, is you have a smarter-than-you person that you elect to be your representative in government, and you go, I'm going to trust them to do the right thing. I'm not going to tell them what to do. And so... They're looking at a lot of us, I think, when we're doing certain uh, investigations, like, what did you find? And they sit there and they listen. They go, okay. They don't have any other questions or not. They're not, you know, really delving off in that stuff. They're trusting what we have to say. 
And, um, you know, we, we try to share that information as, as truthfully and as logically as we can, depending on how we interpret it. But I love that Kevin points out that Greg's cat gives no F's as he cleans himself in the background. <laughs> of he is like, uh, I'm all over this. Uh, <laughs> this uh, uh, Liz York Critchley says, I'm all about the exploration and the evidence. I, what do you think at this point in history, and for those of you watching on Instagram, I see we're about two minutes away from them cutting the, the stream. So you can always join us on the Paranormal 60 YouTube channel and watch the show in its entirety. We will be live streaming until this is over. Uh, as we continue on, could be the Paranormal 65, 75, 85. Who knows? It should be right in that realm. Uh, but if you want to join us over there, you can. If not, thank you for tuning in tonight and spending some time with us. But what do you guys think it's going to take to finally get people off their collective asses and be excited about the evidence that's captured enough to make even science come forward and recognize this is a compelling piece of evidence? Obviously, it's not going to be reality shows that capture compelling evidence. Is it gonna is it gonna have to be Bill Gates in his office and the camera picks up old grandma Gates walking in and patting him on the shoulder? Is that what it's going to take for this to take place? People are uh, very one-sided. Sorry, yeah. Greg. Shut up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> people are very self-absorbed. They don't care unless it happens to them. That's the only reason or the only way that will convince them is if it happens to them personally. That's, that's how it that. is for everything. When I was doing that research earlier that I was cut off from, which we'll, we'll circle back to later. Um, <laughs> It said that although 50% mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. believe, 20% believe they have actually had some sort of interaction. It 67% said they're not sure because they haven't seen themselves. So think about that. If 50% mm -hmm. believe, but 67% go, well, I'm not sure because I haven't seen. I mean, I think one of the nine <laughs> lives just expired. Yes, Frank just blacked out from this all I'm saying is I, I think that people want to know themselves even when to your point Dave some incredible evidence shown on your, your fantastic show right people still want it to happen to them mm -hmm. even if they right. see it nope it's not good enough it has to happen mm -hmm. to me and I, and I think the chances of that are just so small. And I, and I think the reason is partially because of the problem that I used to have, which is that we didn't open ourselves up to it. Yeah. We were too close-minded. Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting while you watch these people that, that want to collect uh, scientific evidence and they're going to use a scientific method. Um, uh, paranormal. Uh, scientific method captures normal occurring things, not paranormal. That's why I was rely so much on mediums and that sort of thing is this stuff that you're talking about, you're collecting evidence with. Are you, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. I think the, what lighting. The hey, I'm fire, sorry, detective. I, uh, there's a question from yes. the, uh, from the audience, uh, yep. that being me, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> 
So the scientific method is based on repeatability. You have right. absolutely zero repeatability. In, in really? So when I turn on a recorder in front of you and I ask a question and nobody speaks and we get an answer and then we play it back and listen and then I ask a second question, I get another answer. That's, that's not repeatability? That is pretty interesting on the equipment that you're using. Yes. Um, okay. But isn't that repeatability? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's good day, sir. It could I be. said yeah. good day, mm -hmm. sir. It could I, be. And I know the concept of what is science, what is going to be accepted by this. Right. They, but the problem is, is they want to take the science of the paranormal and put it in to a lab where it is not taking place instead of taking the lab to the location, which then also alters the parameters of the experience itself. There so you if you're bringing in an active lab, are you now changing the energetic structure? Yes. The, the things that are taking place that might have been causing either a false or, you know, a false positive. It's it's very frustrating for all of this. Um, you know, like I said, when we've gone to such lengths and we've captured footage that I'm so excited about, I just feel like a footnote in paranormal history is, oh, that fun show, The Holzer Files, you know, where they really cared and very few people talk about the remarkable evidence. And well, I, I stand by every second of footage that we shared on that show. And, and, go and, perch. and yeah. yours was re-investigating, going over what has already had been done prior and re-reviewing it. So you're going back like in a, in a cold case and you're corroborating any of the evidence that's there and you're doing that. I get that part. That's why I like the show. Our, our problem is, is all this has dwindled out over 15, 18 years of doing the exact same thing every time. And where are the shows now? You know, they've dropped most everything. And so I think that's, that that's an unfortunate issue due to the, uh, the mergers that are taking place between Warner Brothers, uh, HBO, Discovery, and now perhaps Paramount. So they're not even okay. over the first merger heartaches, and now they're looking to absorb Paramount, which means new shows may not be forthcoming for another four or five years uh, at this current rate. There needs rate. to be some stepping up of what they're doing and kind of changing their uh, their approaches on on this, I think. Donna says, wait a minute, why not move the Holzer files over to YouTube? Donna, uh, great point. It's very nice. However, uh, Alexandra Holzer, who owns the files, is off doing her own thing now. Uh, she is separated from the want and desire to work with our team. Cindy's off doing dead files, and I believe a few new projects might be in the works. I've, I've, I haven't talked to her because she's been traveling so much, but I believe she has another project or two in the works. Uh, Shane is working on uh, trying to uh, get his searchers program seen and uh, as part of other things. Hopefully I'll be hearing more in 2024 about some opportunities. Uh, and I know I'll be doing some filming here in January for a project that hopefully we'll see the light of day later this year. It's just hard to tell. Uh, we'd love to do that. However, we don't have the rights to the Holzer files themselves or the Holzer name. And without kind of having the addition of Alexandra Holzer to it, it would feel disingenuous uh, to do that. Best evidence I've ever seen has been around Dave, either one of his shows or at an event. You're a true researcher, buddy. Thank you, Captain Nina. I appreciate that. Um, and I, I'm not trying to turn it 
into the Dave show where it's all about me and the evidence that I've collected. I just, like I said, to me, that was disheartening just because I was in that mix watching it happen. And as I'm watching audiences react to the show, the things they reacted to, to me, were so banal uh, uh, that, you know, my ring was seemed the least consequential uh, thing in that episode. And that's, what did that V8 stand for? What is it? I should have had a V8. I don't It's a ring. You know, there's no, I, I'm putting so much thought and effort into a show that people are more focused on what we wore. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I would or like maybe to see, it, Yeah. It, it might be just the people that tend to ask questions were interested in that. The rest of them were listening to what you had to say and were taking it as, as you know, the results. And they didn't have any questions, you know? Dave, when was the first paranormal show? I, I think you know? ballpark. Uh, the first paranormal, actually, uh, BBC was doing British uh, paranormal shows, and then you've got In Search of, and then you had sightings. Thank you, Rick Ehrman, by the way, for the donation of ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a bunch of shows. Uh, there was, gosh dang it, long before Art Bell, there was a gentleman by the name of John Nebel, and I want to say his name was like Wild John Nebel or something who was kind of the original front runner for a coast to coast show. He had a paranormal style radio talk show. So this has been around for a long time. Most haunted was probably the most high profile, but MTV had that fear show where they would strap people up with cameras and send them into haunted locations. But to me, that also felt like it was just pandering. It was taking um, characters they felt would overreact to everything and putting them in, uh, strange situations so you know there's been a lot of different tv programs out there and a lot of really interesting uh takes on the paranormal and i'm not going to poo-poo any of my brothers or sisters in the field whether i believe in the way that they investigate or not is not up to me to decide that's what they do people tune in to watch those shows or they don't so that's kind of how it rolls out but i'm just i'm perplexed because i don't know that we're truly any further now than we were during Houdini's time. I don't think we are. Yeah. Although we have yeah, great visual true. evidence and audio evidence, right? But isn't that kind of the case? That's why I said I feel like I'm a bit of a downer tonight because I feel like all the stuff I was so excited about, I don't know that it's really changing. I don't know that that there have been major steps. We've seen people like Bill Chapel and Gary Galka come forward and create technology that is getting results only to have people try to destroy them and talk bad about them and people that uh, are are weekend warriors that have no education in uh, technology and and they're going to tell you how bill faked it and they you know it's just it's so ridiculous to me i don't i don't know i don't know where we stand with this whole field I know, I know there's a lot of people that, that get upset that, you know, we don't have a standard way that we do EVPs. We don't have a standard way that we, uh, you know, do video. We don't have a standard way. The problem with, with standardizing everything like that and, and having one way to do it, we're missing a whole bunch. Right. So the great thing about having a lot of hobbyists do it is they're trying new things and they're not listening to the PhDs. Right. And that's, that's okay. It's important. Right. And, and that's how you start to break new walls, right? You, you start to go through yeah. these things, you push and, you know, that's what Bill Chappell and Gary Galka started to do. They tested the parameters of the quote unquote science of everything that was being relayed. Um, 
But then there are people, you know, you're going to have the people out there that are going to think everything that they witness is paranormal, that every blob of light, it must be a, a dead person. Every knock on the wall must be a demon. And, you know, that's not the right place to be either. And it's so hard to reel them in because I don't like breaking people's hearts, uh, which kind of leads into the next segment, which I'll start with a funny clip, because I feel that this happens to a lot of people now. We've kind of gotten to the point in our education where we want and we demand signs from the other side. And if you could pull that down, please. Um, We demand signs from the other side, but then when the signs come, we're perplexed because it's not the sign we were looking for. And I'll, I'll play this clip to kind of show what I'm, I'm referring to. Rebecca, if there's anything wrong with my feelings for Dolores, just give me a sign. sign i'll keep on the lookout for it meanwhile i'll just put you in the closet (laughs) and obviously that was meant to be funny and it's from the movie the man with two brains with steve martin but i do feel that that's kind of what people are watching they want the bolt of lightning to deliver the message to them when it could be something much more subtle uh, something more beautiful. And I think we might be missing out throwing the baby out with the bathwater because we're not getting the sign we want it to have. Mm-hmm. So standardization of it, the request for scientific exploration of it and acceptance of it is this science may accept it if this happens, but that science is going to say, well, that's ridiculous. It should fit into the physics. No, it should fit into geometry. Well, it's all math when it comes down to it. So mathematically, we should be able to And nothing's going to fit that. So I don't know that we're ever going to hit the mainstream in a way that the world collectively is going to come forward um, and and just accept that the paranormal exists. I'm still having a wonderful time hunting and investigating these claims and uh, putting myself into the story so that I can see it and witness it for myself. And that's why I've really given up on the concept of trying to prove to anybody that the paranormal exists. My goal is to just live a life doing fun things, seeing amazing places, hearing the rich history, and trying to get an understanding of why a place would attract a haunting or creatures or UFOs and aliens. That, to me, becomes more of an interesting point, so much more than just somebody's uh, explanation of it, if that makes sense. Dave, I wrote a great story today, and I joke a lot about all my research that I do, but I I literally did some research today, and I wish I could find the story. Um, But this gentleman talked about how he was uh, a Mm non-believer, and for many, many years, just nothing that you could say or do or show him would make him believe. And then one time, he went to a location which um, people said was haunted. Um, but it was a, a, not a very well-known location. And he went there and he saw and heard things himself. Mm-hmm. He walked away from that, did some research, and found a location uh, of a mental hospital that had been closed for like 50 years. And he and his wife bought the location, 
didn't do anything to it, simply wanted to provide a location for people to be able to go to, to do their own research and decide for themselves if they believe. And as I read the story, and I'll have to find it for you. Um, he said, they're only open one weekend a month. They're losing money on this location because what they're bringing in is less than what they're paying for the mortgage for this location. He said, but the value of it is that he is providing something for people to be able to go and research on their own. He doesn't provide tours. He doesn't tell them any stories. He just provides them the location to go out and hunt on their own. And when I read it, I, I literally, I felt like kind of the things that you did when I first met you, Dave, where you're like, listen, we're going to go to these locations. Do what you want to do. Figure out what you want to figure out. Walk away with your own beliefs. And that opportunity changed how I view things. And that's what this guy did. He's like, I just want to provide the opportunity. For me, losing money is okay because I'm opening some people's eyes. So you came into this not necessarily a non-believer, but just a non-interested party. You were placating your wife. Look, I, I went to a call back on that. You placated <laughs> your wife to go with her and have these experiences and see some cool places, and then you had your own experiences. Right. But I'm curious now, uh, quick round robin. Scotchy, putting you on the spot right now, do you believe that ghosts exist? Yes. Greg, do you believe that ghosts exist? Sure. Sweet tea. Ghosts, do they exist? Yes. The Colonel. There is no right or wrong answer here, Colonel. So don't feel pressured by the fact that all of your friends believe in ghosts. Do you believe that ghosts exist? Nodding is not as effective on radio as I do. Yes, I've seen it. Yes. Okay. I do, uh, and I have bad Wi-Fi. That's why I haven't okay. talked. <laughs> okay. But was there a time, though, like my wife has always been a believer. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Greg, Sweet Tea, and Colonel, was there a time where you didn't believe and something you personally experienced changed that? No. And no, I always believed. Wait, was that the right answer? No, I always believe, but no, I've never had an experience. Okay, Greg. Well, you know, I, I was raised Catholic, and you know, so I had this predisposition of believing in the spiritual realm kind of thing. But over the years, uh, the the strange things that have happened, uh, the feelings I've had, the experiences I've had that are outside of the scientific method have convinced me something else is going on. And Dave Schrader, I mean, we've, we've talked about that story about the little bird. When I was in Hong Kong, I'm looking for the ghost and this little birds bothering me for two hours and I leave. I didn't see the ghost two years later. I find out that the, you know, the earth mother in the, the belief in China is the earth mother sends a small blue bird uh, to you uh, as a messenger. And I completely missed the message because I was forcing my belief into what I was looking for, which was the ghost at the pirate fort. Right. Yeah. So it, it's those things. And, and, and Dave, you and I, when we were in, in, uh, in Ireland, leaving uh, Lep castle, I, that is the number one photo uh, Tammy Cote took as we were leaving. Uh, and we were looking and looking and looking for this priest, spent hours doing it, didn't find anything, leave on the way out. We took a picture, left. Two weeks later, Tammy looks at the picture, and there's a priest standing in the window. 
That is the craziest. <laughs> and you know, that's all secondary evidence too. It's always like that, isn't it? There's mm -hmm. never right in front of you. He shakes your hand and says, yes, go surreal. It's all these tiny little red flags that pop up. So obviously there's some sort of rules in place to where the, the spirit realm can't come over and go, Hey, what up? They can't do that, but they can send you these little bitty messages all over the place. If you pay attention. Yes. A point to that, to the signs, they're not going to be huge. They're going to be like, Oh, that's, that's, I noticed that. I don't know what that means. Like even just angel numbers, whatever, it's not necessarily like this is a thing that's going to happen to you in the future. It's just like, hey, we're working on it. Just, you know, be chill. Just be fine. We're working on it. See, you saw the numbers. We're good. You don't have to have a huge sign. It can just be like a wink and a nudge. It's fine. All right. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like you said, there's no wrong answer. It's It's how people perceive things. To me, uh, some of the signs like you are referring to the blue Jays, the, the angel numbers to me are the least interesting because yeah. I wonder how often we see that bluebird, but today, because we're looking for a sign, we notice the bluebird, um, you know, today, because I'm thinking of my mom, do I notice a license plate with her birth date on it? Do I drive behind that car every day? And I've seen it, but today I'm thinking of her. So I notice it a mnemonic trigger. So it's, it's hard for me to say, but is that paranormal or yes. are they affecting me with, but then I've had such powerful experiences too with, um, you know, music with my Bruce Springsteen ex deal. And another story I don't tell often, but I tell from time to time, I was having a really rough time, uh, late nineties, uh, I'm driving in my car and the radio's on in the background. And I'm just, I remember just saying out to God, Hey man, I don't even know if I believe anymore. And I don't know how to find you. I don't, I need something, something from you. And I remember just having this conversation out loud while this song is playing. And then I'm, I'm silent and I'm just driving along and there's a song playing in the background the whole time. And I'm just, it's like, it's their background noise, but it, it's like every time the refrain comes, it keeps getting louder and louder and literally felt like at one point, somebody just removed their hands from my ears and there's Cindy Lauper singing time after time. If you're lost and you look, then you will find me time after time. Now, is this a message from God? Did God reach down and tap the shoulder of that 80s uh, DJ to play that song in that moment to get my attention? Yep. Is the feeling of the hands coming off my ears, the angels allowing me to finally hear a message? It's interesting. I find it powerful. And there was something that was really beautiful about that moment, but I still question my own experiences with that as well. And you know, in messages from Mothman, uh, I talk about that. And you know, I, I talk know about that. <laughs> and, and Dave, I actually, that, that's, that it is spurred up from, from some conversations you and I have had. Hey, look at that. Who? Oh, that's mine. What's this? It's amazing. Amazing. It's Greg Lawson. Um, bottom line, let's say it's true. And it's a message from beyond mm -hmm. or, oh, wait, let's erase that. Let's say it's not. And it's all psychology. It's just something that you recognized in either realm. If you would assign meaning to that experience, how much would your life change? Mm -hmm. How much better would your life be? You assigned meaning to that Cindy Lauper thing in the back of your mind. You went, wow. 
that's pretty random. There's a lot of songs out there and none of them say you will find me. Yeah. None if you're them. lost and you look, none of them will find me right after I just asked, I, I feel lost. I, I need a sign from you. Boom. That is, that is so weird. So but you can, you can, you can be the standard person and go, ah, it's just random. And you go on with your day and you punch your card, you make your donuts, you punch your card, you come home, you eat your TV dinner and you I watch them. Donut makers. I don't know. But and you're watching TV and that's wow, it. Donuts. But if you assigned meaning to that, that right. wow, there is something else. I'm going to take action. I'm going to do something more. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to, I'm going to go visit nature. I'm going to go see, you know, a, an astrologer. I'm going to go see a, a, a therapy, you know, something you're going to do something. That's, that's my whole point. No. And I'm with you on that. I think it's fascinating because there is that, uh, when I had my journey on ayahuasca, one of the elements that came through to me, one of the voices that spoke to me said, stop looking for the bigger picture and start to enjoy the moments in between. It's in those moments that don't seem as important that you, that you really kind of make magic come alive. That's when you see and witness these things. So I do, that was a big moment. That was a little quiet moment. Uh, just like my, my turn with the Bruce Springsteen song, uh, kind of pulling me out of the, the darkness I was in and helping me, uh, live again. So I do take those things, but then, like I said, you know, I, I'm, I fall in that same vein as so many people, but you still question. And, and Chachi, you asked, you know, was there that one thing that turned? I had experiences my entire life, but until the Ghost Hunters TV show came on, that passion wasn't lit fully. It was always, I'm, I must be crazy. There's no way that thing happened. There's no way I saw that. There's no way I had that experience. And it was like, once I re-embraced that knowledge that there is something more and I was excited about it memories flooded back of all the strange things that I'd seen when I started to look at the bigger tapestry I realized how much more prevalent it had been in my life than I had even given credit to so Dave let me ask this question do you have to believe in a god not mm -hmm. the Christian god a god mm -hmm. to believe in ghosts no I don't believe so I I, there, I know a lot of atheistic paranormal investigators, which to me are confounding. Uh, they don't believe in in a god, or they don't believe in a, a necessarily a higher power, but they believe in spirits. And I'm I'm like, wow, that's an interesting. To me, it's a it's an interesting dichotomy. But I guess in the sense of energy, where you don't need a god, if we are a physical energy that exists and the physical form dies, but that energy continues on, that is something that supersedes or lives outside the realm of needing a god to exist as well. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm Christian. I am what I am, and I believe in a power. And I don't know that God is the right name for that power. And I don't know that it's a he. I don't know that it's a she. I don't know that it's not a muskrat named Ben that lives in a cage in Taiwan right now that is truly God just witnessing the world burn around him. But the fact is that I believe that there is something intelligent to the design of our world and our universe because everything is much too intricate to have just happened by accident. And although we're proving now that we're finding asteroids that have all the molecules of life, asteroids that have hit our planet before that are now proving to us that maybe these 
asteroids brought the the building blocks of life, but still there had to be so much more for that building block to connect to, to build and create. And that to me is more than just luck. That to me is a, a power. And I don't necessarily believe that the rules that have been put in books by man are the rules of that universal power. But I do believe that being good feels good and it does good things for others and it makes a powerful impact in other people's lives. So I've tried to adhere to that aspect of what God means to me. Well, I think that the truly most paranormal thing uh, uh, of all is the fact that we're just alive. <laughs> that is yeah. the most confounding thing to me uh, that uh, how this has all happened. Yeah, scientifically, we shouldn't be here. Nope. It's uh, insane how many things had to come into place for humans to just exist. Yep. Well, maybe for you guys, but it was foretold in the prophecies that I would be here, that golden award-winning <gasps> international TV sensation Dave Schrader would, would one day come to lead the people. Oh, that's troubling. Yeah, it's in a book. I can't remember. It might have been like uh, Dr. Seuss' book. I read it, and I'm not sure. the one to write it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the way, it was in a book, and I read it. So that must mean it's real. Speaking of a book, there's only left. If you would like to get a copy of Messages from Mothman, if you order that book online from any bookseller and then send me that receipt to Dave at ParanormalSafety.com, I have to hop away from my seat quickly. And uh, send me that receipt, Dave at Paranormal60.com. I will take that receipt, put it into a drawing, and next week on Monday, I will draw a name. You will win a signed copy of Messages from Mothman from Greg. You will get a signed copy of my book, The Other Side, and you'll get a signed copy of my book coming out at the end of January called Tales from the Darkness real paranormal experiences. So if you want to do it, this is the time to jump on it. It is again, uh, messages for Mothman from Greg Lawson. Email me, Dave at paranormal60.com. Send me those receipts. We got a lot of people in on the drawing. Make sure that you're part of it. All right. Uh, we are at the end of the show. We made 90 minutes. Well, I feel like we've still got so much more to discuss and maybe we should have more round tables like this where it's not necessarily news, but just good old fashioned conversations. Colonel, before you leave and you move on, you've been living in a whole nother world, Hawaii. There's different belief systems, different ideals. Have you talked to anybody there about the night marchers or some of the the gods and demigods that they believe in? And if so, what's been a takeaway for you? If not, that's fine. You can say, no, Dave, I've been so focused on the work that I'm here to do that I haven't had that opportunity. And I'll accept that answer. No, I, no, I really haven't, Dave. Uh, yeah, it's been really busy, unfortunately. Um, but I know that this is this the islands themselves are just a whole different, different uh, mindset in regards to that. I mean, there is a lot of that type of uh, uh, thinking that that is going on, and and folks here definitely live differently. A a, a I feel a more spiritual uh, way of living than than we do there in the states. Uh, in the sense of just every day, everything that they do, everything they touch, and they is is somewhat related to a to to something spiritual. All right, and I will be going to see Marty in about two weeks. So, um, yeah, where at? Right. Tell us about that. I'll do a little bit of research while I'm there. 
Yeah, maybe you guys can go on a nice haunted yeah. tour, hear some of the cool stuff going on there. I mean, the colonel's busy. Maybe you and Lynn could do that while the colonel is is working. But uh, you can working. report back to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> colonel, thank you for taking time out of your day. I know that yeah. it's uh, early in the day for you. Hey, thanks you for inviting me. Shuffle some stuff. Appreciate we love it. you, my yeah. friend. Thank you for doing it. All right. Uh, sweet tea. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Good to share you with all. The as we head out for the the new year. A any thoughts? Is that what you said? Yeah, on the paranormal, the supernatural, any of the stuff we cover on the show. Keep on trucking. <laughs> wow. All That's... right. Yeah. I wasn't I prepared. I'm sorry. I thought about that one. I do not. Says, I value each and every one of you on this panel and the people who are in the chat. I hope you all have a happy new year. Thank you, Cosmic Joe Chronicles. And we want to hear from you. I want to know your stories, buddy. David Paranormal60.com. Tracy, Tracy drops $4.99 on us. Island Life seen, sees things differently. I've with a, I live with a Kiwi. That's right. That's a different kind of island, but okay. Uh, Raphael. Here's to more P60 in 2024, dropping $9.99 on us as well. Mm. Thank you, Raphael. Thank you to all of the people that have made donations and have been a part of the show with us. Greg, any last feelings about this last year in the supernatural world and anything that you think we should be looking forward to? I think after uh, COVID and all that stuff, I think we're healing up pretty well. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we have some rough seas ahead of us. Um, and I do believe that you will find more meaning in your life if you assign that meaning to the things that you experience. I agree. And, and you hold those things dear because we're all in the same boat. We're not getting out of here alive. Hold on to that stuff that you see and feel and experience and make meaning in your life. Don't just make the donuts. Scotchy. Time to wrap this up, son. Yeah, what are you thinking? What's your this evening, Dave? I will say I will say this. What I will say this. I am so thankful to be a part of this panel. This is the highlight of my week. Watching the comments, we joke about it. I love watching the comments. Keep continuing to build that community. Invite your friends in. We love looking at the comments. We love posting our comments. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for allowing me this platform to talk about the the, the little I know about this subject, but the lot I know about this subject. And uh, <laughs> I, look, I look forward to 2024. Excellent. Well, that's it, folks, as we say goodbye to our friends with the Paranormal 60 and the Paranormal 60 News crew. We will be back, and I will be with you here next Monday with a brand-new episode as we explore more of the high strangeness of this amazing life that we live. And I want to challenge each and every one of you to open your eyes, examine new concepts and new beliefs, maybe read other religious texts, read other books from different cultures in the way that they look and examine ghosts and death and aliens and beings that came before, things that they may refer to as deities and gods that we may look upon as alien beings or the Nephilim. So please research, educate yourselves, take this life that we've been given and make the very best of it. And the way you do that is by embracing all of the strangeness that comes with your normal day to day. And what you might find is that at the end of it all, the high strangeness is not in the things we cover on this topic. It's in the regular life that you lead. And all of the things that we're talking about, not high strangeness, it's the magic in between. And those are the moments we should focus most on. 
Until next Monday, thank you. I love you all. You mean the world to me. Thank you for tuning in to our Paranormal 60 conglomeration and our panel discussions. And thank you for your active comments and questions during the show as well. We'll see you again next year right here on the very best in paranormal programming. I'm Dave Schrader and season three begins Monday right here on the Paranormal 60. It's Wednesday night and I'm alone The Paranormal 60's on It's just for paranormal freaks like me With poltergeists and ghosts and blues and UAPs You miss a word, you do a shot It starts to snowball and we laugh a lot It's just like drinking with your TV friends I'll be best out before tonight's show ends Dreaming the aliens are taking me away I'm gonna wake up for something late on Saturday. It's Wednesday night and I'm alone. The paranormal 60s on. Traders on. Traders on. Traders on. Shachi and the Colonel and the paranormal. Detective always traders copy and they all will be corrected. He's got protected phrases and some crazy magic tricks. Even Scully cannot save him from the voice of Stevie Nicks. Traders on. Traders on. Wednesday night, don't be alone. The paranormal 60s on. Now one day Dave might even put me on his show. There's a ghost in Mama's basement, man. I live down there, I know. It's Wednesday night, don't be alone. The paranormal 60s on. Traders on. Traders on. Special thanks to the sixth member of the Paranormal 60 News crew, Blind Dog. Thank you for all you've done this year and bringing us the music, laughter, and light.